Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in. WIP Daily for June 1st. Joe Giglio with you, my big take of the day. And, of course, uh, don't forget, follow the podcast wherever you get your podcast, WIP Daily and the 94 WIP YouTube page for all our video podcasts right there. Not just this podcast, but clap your hands and as well as high hopes. But I want to get in today to something that, you know, it's been brought up a lot on WIP the last few days since the news that the Cardinals are going to move on fully from DeAndre Hopkins and he's going to be a free agent here. What team he could land with. The Eagles name keeps getting brought up. And look, whenever there's a great player, and DeAndre Hopkins has been a great player in the NFL, and there's the Eagles involved, and it's a team like this current Eagles team on the precipice, uh, once again, of contending for a championship, you, you, know, you think about it, right? You think about the idea of adding another great player to the mix of great players here. But I, I want to go through some reasons here. Right? I just don't think this idea makes sense. I, I don't think DeAndre Hopkins to the Eagles makes any sense, and I don't believe it would be a wise move for the Eagles. And it's not because he's a bad player or he's a bad dude or I don't think he could help the team at all. You know, In a vacuum, I could see why it's very easy to make the case for DeAndre Hopkins to the Eagles. But when you kind of look at all the details of this situation – both the team, the player, and and all and everything kind of what it would mean. I just don't think it makes sense for the Eagles to go after DeAndre Hopkins. Let's just start with the need. The need to upgrade over Quez Watkins as the third wide receiver, really fourth option uh, in this offense right now. I don't think it's there. I do not think it's there. The Eagles have, right now, if they don't touch it, one of the best wide receiver duos and, and just groups because the duo is so strong in the NFL. They have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, which right now might be the best duo in the NFL. You go to Miami and look at their duo. Obviously, what they have in Cincinnati is outstanding. I mean, you could go to a few teams that kind of pick out, like, man, they're really good too. But the Eagles have one of the top duos in the NFL right now. And they're not just really good. They're high-volume catch guys. I mean, A.J. Brown came in here and had a historic season his first year as an Eagle. And then you look at Devontae Smith's numbers, it might have been the quietest 95 catches you'll ever see, like 95 receptions for Devontae Smith. I mean, they basically have two guys that could catch 100 passes. Now, will they either or both? Probably not, because there's only so many passes to go around. But they have that. And they also have a tight end in Dallas Goddard, who's a major part of this offense. So who, you know, if they upgrade over Quez Watkins, which obviously DeAndre Hopkins could be and would be, we're talking about the fourth option in the offense. Last year, Quez Watkins had 51 targets in 17 games. That is an equivalent, and it's just it's simple math. It's three targets per game. I know we all go back to the Super Bowl, and I think the, the baseline is like, would DeAndre Hopkins have caught that football? Well, yeah, obviously he would have caught the ball that, that Quez dropped near the goal line, big play in the Super Bowl. But th- three targets per game? three tar- Is that really worth... The, the the pursuit of DeAndre Hopkins at signing DeAndre Hopkins, I don't think it is. So so I don't really think this is an important part of the team that we're talking about here. The other aspect, I think, to factor in a little bit is last year the Eagles had very little out of the backfield from the running back catching the football. They didn't. Miles Sanders was good at it. Was it a big part of the offense? I think that needs to evolve for this team as the offense evolves. DeAndre Swift should add to that. So you're going to – the hope is Dallas Goddard – plays the full season. He missed time last year. The hope is DeAndre Swift adds, and obviously Kenny Gainwell could do it as well, but you have a better pass-catching running back group. So 
You have all that. I just don't think the slot receiver thing is a big deal. I, I really don't. And I don't think the Eagles need to go out there and spend a good amount of money. And I want to get to that now on DeAndre Hopkins. Now, look, if you're telling me DeAndre Hopkins is free, he's coming in here, league minimum, veteran minimum, and he just wants to win a ring. He just wants to be an Eagle. Well, I'm not going to close the door if he knocks. I'm not going to do that. But from every report out there, DeAndre Hopkins wants to get paid. He wants to get his money. He's going to get cut from the Cardinals, lose a big chunk of, of money he was supposed to make this year. And the word out there, the rumors out there is he's, he wants to get paid. Well, if that's the case, the Eagles can pay him. They have $13 million of cash space, but that doesn't mean they should pay him. You go to last year and you go to what the Eagles did, let's say from summer on. Okay, let's say training camp, you know, OTAs training camp on. In that time period, they traded for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. They signed Linval Joseph. They signed Sue. They added pieces they needed, and they traded for Robert Quinn. Now, Quinn didn't help, but they used their cap space that they always create and have and have the kind of the buffer to improve the team in areas that maybe we didn't realize in the moment was going to be a need, whether it be injuries or whether it be whatever. They had needs arise, and... It helped them. You know, overall, it helped them. Obviously, what Sue and, and Joseph did helped them. And I, I think as you go through this thing, they're going to need that again. Obviously, Chauncey Gardner Johnson was a big part of it. They're going to need that again this season. I don't know who the positions are, but you go back throughout the years, whether it be a Jay Ajayi, you know, whether it be a Golden Tate, the Eagles have pursued players training camp into the season and it helps them go and be the be- best version of them they could be. So, yeah, they have $13 million right now in cap space. Wonderful. That's great. But if they go and give 10 of the, that $13 million to DeAndre Hopkins, it's not going to help them. It, it, it's not going to help them if they have a, a need arise out of nowhere because that money's gone then. And it's been very difficult to clear that up and open it up. So I, I just we're looking at it, I think, two in the moment and two in the how cool this would be and not like, all right, what's best case, what's worst case? And I always, when I just think about teams and team building, I think of like, what, what's the worst case? How do I fix that problem? We don't know where an injury is going to arise. Could be right guard, could be offensive line. And I look right now, they have holes. Right guard is a question mark. I think between Jurgens and, and Steen, they'll be okay. Okay? Safety is a major question mark. We could get to the middle of summer and the combination of Terrell Edmonds, Sidney Brown, and Reed Blankenship's not good enough. They might have to trade for a safety. And linebacker, I mean, seriously, go look at the depth chart at linebacker. It's pretty thin. The only guy that you feel good about is the Kobe Dean, who, by the way, barely got on the field last year, is small, and came out of the draft with injury questions. It is a very, very green linebacker room. They may have to make a move over the summer. Maybe a Patrick Queen could be this year's Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Again, these guys cost some money depending on who they are, where they're picked, what their contract is. I mean, it, it could cost 4 or $5 million to get a player in here to help this team for this year, which that's the reason to keep the cap room. So I'm out. You know, that reason adds to it. Like, yeah, they have some money, but is this how they want to use the money? And then they're tapped out when we get closer to the season. The other thing that I think is, is worth noting here and, and really could be a big thing as we go towards this season, and I always think this when there's teams that – have a lot of star players and a lot of, you know, contracts to get to, mouths to feed, egos to soothe, all that kind of stuff. The Eagles are, are not uh, a no-name group. They have group. They have a group of, of high-profile players, a team that was in the Super Bowl last year. You know, it's kind of that, depending on the phrase you want to use, the disease of more uh, has, has been one that's been used where everyone wants their money, everyone wants their, their fame and all that kind of stuff. Now, the Eagles have a good culture, but the more high-profile players they bring in, 
and the more winning they do, the more that becomes a little bit more difficult. And that is probably to the nth degree in the wide receiver room, okay? Because those guys just in general are, you know, they're divas. I mean, it's, and it's not against them as players. That's that, that's what wide receivers are in 2023. They're divas. And the Eagles have two alphas, not just divas. And I don't really think Devontae Carrysville is a diva, but I'm just speaking of wide receivers in general. They have alphas. And they have guys that want the football. And you go back to last year. You had A.J. Brown upset during a Giants playoff game where they were winning by a considerable amount that he didn't catch a football deep down the field. You could tell he was not happy with the production he was putting on the field that day. Okay, that's just that's just one moment. Then you have Devontae Smith, who is going into a contract year. Now, the Eagles don't have to pay him when the season ends, but they can pay him when the season ends. He, he and his representatives can ask for a contract extension, and they can start negotiating as soon as this season ends. So how do you think those guys are going to feel if the Eagles bring in one of the premier catch, pass catchers in NFL history through, age of, through the age of 30? I mean, look at DeAndre Hopkins' numbers through the age of 30. He's up there, you know, in terms of most catches ever. The guy is a volume catch receiver. I mean, that's what he does. He doesn't come in and have one or two targets a game. DeAndre Hopkins comes in and he gets five or 10 or 15 targets per game. That's been his career. Now, he, we'll get to the player itself and, and whether or not he's declining, but that's who he is. So you have AJ wants the ball. Devontae wants a contract. I know he does after the season. That's just common sense. And the other aspect is DeAndre Hopkins. Is he coming in here for a multi-year deal? Which then, if he is, then you kind of have the, the the buffer of long-term stability where you don't have to worry about his ego and his drive as much. But let's just say it's a one-year deal. I think there's a real chance... DeAndre Hopkins signs a one-year deal, and then he tries to have a big year and go to free agency again next year. Well, because he didn't really get to go to free agency. He's getting cut in June, so it's, it's a little bit different for him. So let's let's throw that aspect in there. Let's say it's the DeAndre Hopkins on a one-year deal. Well, guess what he needs? He needs a lot of catches, a lot of targets to get his you know, numbers up to go back to free agency next year. So you have three alphas, three guys that are really in their minds number ones, all wanting the football, whether for ego, for stats, for money, whatever, that's a combustible situation. And we know Jalen Hurts is a great leader, and he could probably handle it, And but, yeah, but that's still a combustible situation on top of it. And I don't think this has been brought up enough when it comes to DeAndre Hopkins. This is Brian Johnson's first time ever calling plays as the Eagles' offensive coordinator. That's a lot to throw on his plate. And while you could say, well, give him more talent. I mean, right, more talent is, is good. Um it's also a situation where, like, hey, that's a lot of of things he's got to think about. It's not just a game plan. It's egos. It's drive. It's it's targets. How about a fresh slate? How about just go play football? This, this is an offense with a lot of continuity player-wise. And now they're going to change the play caller. And I don't think it's going to be a major shift because Brian Johnson was here and knows Jalen Hurts so well. But that's... That's a lot thrown his plate. Like, hey, we're going to bring in one of the most prolific wide receivers the last 10 years. On top of it, you make it work, Brian. It's a lot. It, it is a lot. I really don't think it is worth it. And then let, let's end with this. You know, the player itself and, and, and who DeAndre Hopkins is now as a player. Uh, Ray Dittiger was on the morning show on WIP yesterday, and I agree with what he said, that DeAndre Hopkins is not the same player he used to be. He is in decline. It doesn't mean he can't play well. It doesn't mean he's not, not a good wide receiver. And you look at his numbers in Arizona last year after he came back from the suspension, he was still productive, but he's not the guy he was a couple years ago. So you watch him play. He's never been a burner. He's always been a leaper to me. When I watch DeAndre Hopkins, I think of him leaping and, and catch the ball at its highest point, jumping over corners. And 
you know, getting open, wide open, the way, you know, the route runner Devontae Smith is, let's say, for example, or the speedster a Tyreek Hill is or Jalen Waddle is, that's not him. He doesn't, that, that's never been his thing. His thing has been jumping at the point of attack, out jumping players for the, you know, corners, defensive backs for the ball, and, and winning with strong hands and great body control. A little Larry Fitzgeraldish, but like that's kind of been um, DeAndre Hopkins' career and the player he is. Well, if he was never a burner, if he was never, you know, a super, super great route runner and never adept at getting wide open, what happens to that player as he ages and his speed goes down and his burst goes down? Okay, you know, if he's if he wasn't getting wide open before, now is he going to be blanketed? And are those 50-50 balls that maybe he turned into catches 60-40 or, or 70-30 on his team's favor, are they going to go to 50-50 or 40-60 the other way? I mean, there's a real chance over the next two or three years, DeAndre Hopkins becomes less than a star player. So, you know, you have all this stuff here. You have the cap room situation. You have potential needs down the line. You have the locker room dynamics. You have the idea of, of what is this anyway? I mean, we're talking about three targets per game anyway. You know, I, I really don't see the need, the fit, the desire for the Eagles to go spend, and again, not cheap money from everything out there, on another wide receiver. It feels like a luxury. It feels like a luxury they don't need to use a resource or resources on. Again, if he knocked on the, on the Novacare complex door tomorrow and said, I want to play for the vet minimum, and then the Eagles would do jumping jacks and say, wow, we just got one of the most prolific wide receivers of the last decade for free. We're better now, and everyone at Philadelphia would be happy. But that's not the way this works. There's way more to it than just like, hey, do you want DeAndre Hopkins? Sure, he's cool. He's good. I'll bring him in. But there's a lot to this. Cap space, need, fit, locker room, targets. Like it, it has to add up. And the more I think about the DeAndre Hopkins to the Eagles, it just doesn't add up. I, I don't believe it's, it's worth it. – it's like, is it worth it? I don't know if it's a headache, but like, is it worth, is the juice worth the squeeze? And this one clearly for me is not. I don't believe the Eagles should pursue DeAndre Hopkins. And I think he fits better in a place like Buffalo, Kansas City. Cleveland would not shock me to go back and play with a uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, Detroit, because they are uh, down Javison Williams for the first six weeks. Like, these are all places I could see him fitting a little bit better. Uh, would I be worried a little bit if he landed with the Cowboys? I mean, a little bit, yeah, because I, I, I don't think he's done yet. But other than Dallas, I mean, I don't really don't see a spot he's going to land where it's going to negatively impact the Eagles in a significant way where they regret it. I, I really don't. So he'll probably end up in the AFC. He'll probably have another good year or two. He, he might not be worth the money he gets. And if this was a different part of the offseason, different wide receiver room, different cap situation, you might convince me. As of now, no, I am out. I do not believe the Eagles should pursue, and I don't believe it makes sense for the Eagles to go after DeAndre Hopkins. Appreciate every single one of you that listens to WIP Daily. Love doing the daily podcast here. Follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, 94WIP, the YouTube page. Doing a lot of video podcasts there with Tucker over the course of the summer. Subscribe, watch, and, of course, tune in every single day to WIP Daily. Thank you for listening.